ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Tuesday, October 20th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone line 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite holds true great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. we got a jam-packed show for you this afternoon. We've got some additions to the Conference USA schedule for basketball. That's going to be huge to get into. Uh, they're changing format, so we're going to hear from Dan D'Antoni a little bit later on. Also, uh, we're going to hear from Grant Wells. There's a reason for that. We got Eli Neal, the Conference USA Defensive Player of the Week. We've got him on the show today. And of course, as time permits, I'll get your phone calls in also on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. So you can always shoot a tweet to me and I'll check them all out while I'm on this show. So uh, let us start with what's happening at Conference USA. Now, I was kind of hoping that I'd have a basketball schedule to go along with this, and you know, Marshall might drop one on me while we're on the air. You never know. But Conference USA is making some adjustments to its regular season conference scheduling and the championship formats for the men's and women's basketball, and this is, of course, uh, all okayed by the board of directors. The league this season is going to move to a new 18-game regular season format for conference play that focuses, according to the league, on the health and safety of student-athletes. In this format, the league in the release said schools will play two games per visit at four select CUSA schools and host four select teams for a two-game series while playing a rival opponent one time home and away. So if Marshall and Western Kentucky are each other's rival, the series will be home and away. So one game will be in Bowling Green and one game will be in Huntington. Okay, that makes sense. The other part here is the difficulty of you got to play a team at their home arena twice in back-to-back games. That's how I read this. And without actually seeing what the logistics look like, what the schedule is actually going to look like, uh, it's going to be interesting to speculate. So, for example, say Marshall is scheduled to be at Charlotte. Well, that means, according to this format, you got back-to-back games. Thursday, Saturday, probably I don't see that changing again. We're waiting for the release of individual school schedules, and I'm hoping that Marshall will have its schedule out. It would be nice if I could get that today. If not, we'll get it tomorrow, and we'll talk about that then. And, of course, check me on social media. As soon as I have it there, I'll share it with you. Interesting, though, it's going to be, I'm sure, difficult to get ready for opponent on two different nights because they've already seen you. Then you got to figure out, okay, well, what did we do wrong? If you lose the game, you got to figure out what you did wrong to win the next game. And if you won the game, then you got to figure out, okay, what can you do better? It's, I don't know, talking to some of the players today, uh, I don't know if they exactly love this format. 
if they're going to be on board with it. We're going to hear from them throughout the week, but we've got so many interviews we're going to get to for the next few days. Uh, I want to hear from Eli Neal today and, and Grant Wells today from football because of what's going on with them. And, of course, Dan D'Antoni uh, getting a chance to talk to him earlier this afternoon. I think we should go with that. So we'll hear from Dan a little bit later on in the program. And, of course, the reason why I want to hear from Grant Wells today because he's the Football Writers Association of America uh, He's on the watch list. So he's on the Football Writers Association of America Freshman All-American watch list. A few other names, Conference USA, made the list as well. But we're just concerned with Grant Well. So that's another honor coming his way. So we're going to hear from him. He didn't find out really about it until right before he got to the interview with us here in the media this afternoon. So we're going to find out what he thinks about that and his thoughts on the upcoming week. And then, of course, Eli Neal. I wanted to hear from him first today because he was named Conference USA Defensive Player of the Week. So before we get to any of the other guys throughout the week and, of course, on Saturday as well for our pregame coverage, I wanted to hear Eli talk to everyone and good stuff. So that's what we're at right now. We've got all of this coming up, and we've got baseball action for you tonight. Game one, the World Series is here. I don't know how many of you are thrilled with this one. Tampa Bay Rays versus the Los Angeles Dodgers. So 8.09, first pitch. We'll have it for you. We go in the air at 7.30. So if you can't watch this one on TV, and, and let me be honest with you, baseball is a radio sport. You need to be listening to it anyway. Turn the TV audio down. That's the best way to go about this because baseball is a radio sport. It always has been. It always will be. It just It's just better on radio. And that is a hill that I will die on with you throughout the ages. Radio has just been a better medium for baseball. It's, it just is. But I understand you want to watch it tonight. Tune in. Turn the radio up. Turn the TV audio down. We've got it for you. First pitch, 8.09 right here at ESPN 94.1. And AM 930. I want to hear Dan D'Antoni. I'm excited to hear Dan because that means we're getting closer to basketball, the Thundering Herd, beginning preparations for the season, of course. What I mean by that, you know, formal practices. And we've got Dan D'Antoni. We've got his thoughts on a multitude of things. He looked good today. He looked good. He, he looked like he was ready to go. He looked pretty spry. I thought he looked younger than he did last season. And uh, you know, sometimes he looks pretty spry. I'm not saying he's an old guy, but he, he's, he's a lot older than me, and he looks pretty good. So we're going to hear from him, and uh, you'll probably hear that energy through his voice. I think he's ready to go, get this going. It's been several months since this team had an opportunity to play basketball or get ready for basketball as March really kicked it off as far as Everything shutting down and just trying to get your bearings on everything involving what COVID-19 really meant, how it was transmitted, how you deal with it. So basketball starting at the very beginning of this as far as shutting down. And then now we're at a point where basketball can resume. It feels like they're going to be able to, or at least they've got a plan in place We'll find out all of that together. But Dan D'Antoni, when we come back from the other side of the break, later on, Grant Wells, the Football Writers Association of America, all-American watch list member, and even later on still, stay tuned for him, Eli Neal, your Conference USA Defensive Player of the Week, when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 
Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, you are listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Still to come, we're going to hear from Eli Neal, your Conference USA Defensive Player of the Week. Also, the quarterback of your Top 25-ranked Thundering Herd, Grant Wells, as he was named to the Football Writers Association of America All-American Watch List. So congratulations to him. More accolades coming his way, so they're still to come. But basketball is the story of the day for me because, well, we get Conference USA's new reformatted schedule. I'm hoping that a schedule drops sometime soon for Marshall Basketball, a schedule that kind of gives us an idea, and I'm sure that you couldn't get the actual schedule out until Conference USA put this forth. And there might be a tweak or two coming. I'm not sure. But I do know this. We've got to have a basketball schedule soon. We're getting ready for basketball season. So we've got to have a schedule. So that should be coming hopefully sometime here in the not-too-distant future. But I'll tell you this. We had a chance to catch up with Dan D'Antoni. It was our first media gathering with him in a long time. Really haven't had a chance to to sit down and and just talk basketball with the coach since March. And, of course, you remember what happened in March, Conference USA Tournament. You're feeling good about your team. You think your team is gelling just at the right time, can make a serious run, and then it's all pulled right out from underneath you. Dan Antoni, he's with us now. And uh, first thing I wanted to ask him was, let me set this up, I I wanted to kind of get his feel for the fact that With COVID-19 and the pandemic, basketball was the first sport immediately hit with it because team got pulled off the court here. Basically, you're not playing, you're done. And you've had several months and several weeks to to sort of see what the other sports are doing as they get back to play and they restart and some of the problems that they've had. So I kind of wanted to get his opinion, his his view – over these several months, what he has learned, what what's he know, what's what's different now from him, and that's where we'll start with Dan D'Antoni, as he addressed the media earlier this afternoon. Yeah, we started with basketball having to uh, stop, and now we're back to a point where maybe basketball can start again. You've had the opportunity to sit back and watch everything progress. What have you learned, or what do you know since? Not a lot. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, are y'all still with me? Did it stop? Nah, we're here. Okay. You know, I, I don't know what you learn. You know, it's crazy time. So what you learn, I, I have no idea. We were playing at probably our best when it stopped. And uh, since then, we have the type of kids who want to get better. So I'm, I feel confident that we've gotten better. So, Danny, as- something ain't working, right? Say it again, Chuck. Say can it again. You, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I, I can. Okay. Chuck, you messing this whole thing up. Yeah, that was me. Did, so do the players actually have to wear their masks while they're practicing? Well, we try to. Uh, it's it's difficult uh, when you were doing a, a high-intensity drills. But uh, we do the best we can as far as staying uh, distance and then masking up as much as possible. So, uh, uh, you know, it's probably not perfect, but uh, we've certainly tried uh, our best to make sure they adhere to those policies. It's a good thing you like to spread the court. Yeah, we're we're space anyway, right? If we're spacing, we're good. 
Coach, are you prepared to uh, potentially start the season with without having any fans in the cam? Have you prepared yourself to, to not having fans at all playing a basketball game? Well, I don't think our uh, players mind. It'll bother me. I, I have to have an audience. <laughs> why, why, why is that? I'm just teasing. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, when you compete, you compete. And, uh, you know, if you come to our practices, they're high-intensity practice. We we have a few armchair coach old guys sitting over there. That, but uh, yeah, our kids compete, and they're, they're great young men and uh, have been a blessing for me at uh, this part of my coaching career. And so we're going to come out and compete. I, it's always more fun, uh, you know, with a bigger party, but uh, uh, you, our level of play will be there. Hey, Coach, because of like the stop and start, has it been hard to keep these guys all mentally focused and, and pretty present when you guys do get together? Well, you know, I'm going to – this sounds bad, but I don't, I don't worry or even think about things I can't control. And that's something I can't control. I, I, I do this. I, I have faith in them and uh, I believe in them. So uh, I'm going to say I'm, they'll, be, they'll be ready. I'm sure part of it, though, is, hey, you guys are back together. That in itself – is almost as much fun as anything. Well, that's, you know, you've, you've been around. The two biggest slogans I have is, uh, you know, it's who you get in the car with and it's Snoopy. You know, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey and, and who you ride with. And uh, I've been very blessed here to have great coaching staff and people working in the basketball department and some great young men that, uh, that have been a blessing for me. It's been a joy to coach them. Coach, you look at this year and, and, you know, now more than ever, it's important to have everybody contributing to your lineup. And obviously you've got uh, Obina and David, you know, coming in, but a lot of experience back to this team. Do you feel like this is a year in which experience is going to matter that much more for teams that are getting ready to play just because they've been there before and they can be in those situations? Well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll use a quote without the uh, – uh, maybe the, the hard word in it, but Bill Russell used to say, uh, experience ain't S. So, uh, you know, experience is great and everything, but you got to go win basketball games. And then you have to play at a high level. So uh, all I know is that this is the uh, most knowledgeable of what we do team in that they've been doing it for three, four years, all of them. And uh, uh, they should be well-versed on what we're trying to accomplish. And, but I, I've learned over the years, you know, to it, when you start expecting something, uh, you get yourself in trouble. So we're going to play each practice. I'm going to enjoy each practice that we go out. We start today. Looking forward to the practice. And, and I look forward to every game, you know, and I hope we can get as many people in there to enjoy it with me. Danny, what, what do you think on um, about Conference USA's scheduling move where, like, say, you'll go to Norfolk and play Old Dominion on a Thursday night and then stay and play them again on a Saturday night? Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't think it's the optimal thing. I don't think any, any coach does, but it's fair. Everybody's doing the same thing. Uh, yeah, you know, it may work out. I don't know. It might be the way you do it in the future. But uh, to such a such a change, uh, I think it would be very difficult to say one way or the other that it's a total disaster or that it was really good. So we'll play it out. Everybody's playing the same thing. We're all at the same goal. You know, we're our, my goal is to win the NCAA title. Everybody starts at 0-0. And our conference play, which gets us into 
the NCAA tournament. Everybody's playing the same type of schedule. So we just have to go out there and do our part. And that's win our games and make sure when we get to the tournament that we're ready for Conference USA tournament and that have a real chance of getting back to the NCAA. Coach, who are you? And I know that you want to see everybody, but who who have you seen through the workouts that you're really looking forward to uh, seeing on the court in a practice setting getting this year started? Well, our two freshmen uh, are interesting. You know, they uh, from what the early workouts we've had, and we've had several enough really to where I can kind of tell a little bit about what they're going to do. But they're they're right in the mix and. Uh, I kind of, uh, uh, I thought both of them have surprised me on the upside. So I'm looking forward to getting them in the mix, see where they fit with our team. Uh, Tavion, uh, I think, has gone to another level. Uh, never, ever doubt Jared. He's just got a heart of steel, and uh, he'll be better. Uh, Jansen seems to be more focused, uh, especially early this year. He seemed focused and, and wanting to make sure he has his best year while he's here. And, uh, you know, I've seen improvement in all of them. Uh, but again, uh, you know, until you throw it up that first game and, and every game from that point on, it's, uh, you know, it's all supposition. You don't, uh, you'll find out in real time, not in the pre-time. Dan, with the way COVID's gone and some of these games being canceled, um, do you do you sense a bigger resolve from, from your guys to kind of go out and send a message, even if it's mostly in conference or do they is there this feeling of hey let's let's go do this just because some of this stuff's been taken away from them well i hope they would because uh you know you this is a exciting time in their life and it's brief it's not uh it's not a long period so i'm hoping that they understand we'll certainly remind them of it a couple of times but uh uh you know i i don't when you have the type of kids young men that we have you know, really, they take on things the way you're supposed to do it. I don't have that problem. I, I don't have the problem, to, do I have to motivate them? Do I have to get them up? They come ready every day. In fact, they motivate me, and uh, uh, they get me excited. And I've been doing this 50 years, and they get me excited every day. And it's not looking forward like coming this year, maybe not so much me looking forward to a basketball game. I've seen tons of basketball games. But I'm motivated because of the basketball games, who I'm playing them with. And this team gets me excited. And the young men get me excited to see them enjoy something that I enjoyed a long, long time ago. Coach, what's it like to see your players so far practicing masks? Do you feel, I mean, for you, are you still screaming through a mask? Is that something new you have to learn? Or is that, you know? <laughs> well, first of all, I don't know about the screaming part, period. Uh, uh, yeah, I have to scream at Tavian all the time. <laughs> Jump higher, Tavian. <laughs> and, you know, I, I don't, I don't coach that way. Uh, I, if I stay spaced, you know, and I have my distance, I, you know, I'll take my mask down to coach. Uh, if I, if they get close or we get close quarters, I pull it up. But you know, we have a veteran team, and uh, you know, there's. Uh, we do a lot of teaching really from film and these guys teaching me something, you know, I, every day they, they're, they know the plays better than I do. They, you know, they've been around, they know, they know what's going on. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, it is, I don't like masks. So let's put it that way. I, I understand the need for them, obviously. I wouldn't have mine sitting here beside me, but uh, I don't like masks. I don't like any disruptions. I like uh, the way we were, 
living life before. And we'll get back. We'll get back, and uh, the team will progress through this. And I think you're going to see some great basketball, a lot of fun. They're exciting. They're fun to watch. They're going to give you their heart. Can't ask for anything more. And uh, hopefully that'll end up at the end of the year, getting him back in the NCAA and seeing how far along we go. And I want to go all the way, way to the top. I'm not going to, you know, I learned a long time ago, don't dream small, dream big. And you know what, even if you miss a little bit, pretty good year. Coach, just looking at the way last year ended, do you sort of get that sense of, of unfinished business just because you all had it rolling and, and you know, the way that it ended? Is, is there a sense of, hey, you know, we were this close to a conference tournament championship if, if this hadn't wiped us out and they carried that into the offseason? Well, I think they know how good they are. You know, I, they know they're good and they know they're capable of uh, winning our conference and, and going on. But, you know, knowing you are is not going to, that doesn't get it. You got to go out there on the court and prove it, uh, that you are. So, you know, there's a lot of work to be done. Every team is O and O, and every team has uh, ambitions to get into the NCAA tournament. And, and there are good coaches in our conference and good players in our conference. So we just have to bring it every day, play as hard as we can, give Marshall fans uh, all that we have, and then hopefully that with a little bit of luck and uh, right shot at the right time, we're going to get back to what we want to do. That's Dan D'Antoni. We've got him out of his bunker. He's been squirreled away for several months. We've been keeping him safe. We've been keeping him COVID-free. We've been keeping him well-preserved as Marshall Basketball is ready to get going once again. When we come back from break, we're going to hear from Grant Wells, your quarterback extraordinaire. That's right. 2020 FWAA, that's Football Writers Association of America, all-American watch list for freshmen. We'll talk to Grant. He's on the list when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to your Tuesday, October 20th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, and I get to spend some time today with Grant Wells. It was virtual, of course. It's like every Monday and Tuesday, it's like the Brady Bunch. I log into Zoom. There I am. You know, I see Doc Holliday. You know, and if I could reposition the video, I would put him right in the center. He would be like Mr. Brady. Put him in the center, and we'd all be like, because you could do the. There are different views you can do. You can pen the video. Yeah, that's no fun. You can do the speaker view. But no, I do the Brady Bunch view. We're looking at everybody's head, and we're all watching this video together. And uh, today, Grant Wells was part of our big Brady Bunch excursion. Of course, Grant Wells, not only your undefeated quarterback for the Thundering Herd this season, not only your quarterback of the ranked Thundering Herd, he's also now on the Football Writers Association of America Freshman All-American Watch List. And we talked to Grant earlier this afternoon, and uh, one of the first things he talked about was you know, how he felt when he found out. He just found out a few minutes before he joined us, and that's where we begin here with Mr. Wells. You know, I didn't really see it until I was walking over here a couple minutes ago. Um, I was in the middle of, text, or of a test, and I got a couple of texts. But, um, yeah, that was a pretty cool honor. Um, but, you know. Try to stay away from that as much as possible and focus on FAU right now. When you say stay away from it as much as possible, are you still considering deleting your Twitter account? Is that still? <laughs> we'll see about that. I don't know. 
How crazy the last two months been for you, Grant? I mean, do, have you been able to slow down at all and put sort of put in perspective of the the gamut of everything that's happened for you over the last couple of months? No, not really. Um, yeah, like you said, it has been a, a, a weird couple of months, but, um, you know, in the in the sense that, you know, we, we started to play and, and um, you know, all these accolades have come my way. Um, but then, you know, that's on top of, of COVID and, you know, all, all the struggles we have to deal with with that. So, um, you know, those being piled on each other uh, certainly has made it um, a wild couple months. Grant, how, much fun, how much fun has it been, Grant, just just the, the way you guys have started and where you are right now? Yeah, this is a, this is a fun team to be on. Um, you know, I hear everyone say it um, week in and week out that, um, you know, each guy is playing for each other, which, you know, makes it a pretty fun team to be on knowing that each guy out there is, is playing for the guy next to him. And, you know, we don't have the many selfish guys on the team, um, if any at all, that um, so everybody's, you know, working, working for the, for the guy next to him. And uh, you know, that makes for a really fun team. Looking ahead at FAU, um, this is sort of like getting ready for week one. Once again, they got a lot more on you. Um, how do you prepare for this one? Yeah, it's different. Um, I don't know how many times we're, we've been in week five or six and only have one game on the opponent. Uh, so, but we, you know, we have to adapt to, to whatever. So we have a few games on, on this defense coordinator that uh, from years past that, you know, we're, we've looked at just a little bit, but um, you know, we try to take as much from, from their Charlotte game as, as possible uh, because, you know, that is the one game they have this year. How does that translate looking at other games or other teams, you know, in your experience, does that translate well? Yeah, we, we, we had to do it. Um, we've had to do it a couple of times this year, you know, with, with App State and, and, you know, um, you know, it's, it's more common, like you said, the first, first couple of games of the year, but, um, you know, we just have to get back in that mindset of, you know, this, like, like this is the first or second game of the year with, with what uh, film we have to watch. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's not as good, obviously, as watching, you know, the same year, um, but, um, you know, it's, it's not bad. Grant, I know that everybody is sort of, you know, everybody's high on you all and loving you all up and double digit wins and things like that. You looked the other night and there were some missed opportunities. How much, how much do you all take those missed opportunities that you see on film to, to sort of keep you grounded throughout this whole process? Um, yeah, that's one thing that, that we do as an offense. We don't really focus on, on the plays that, you know, we did right. You know, the touchdowns, we don't, we don't focus on those as much as we do, um, you know, the missed opportunities, like you said, the missed blocks, the missed throws. Um, so, uh, you know, watching the game, uh, you know, a couple of days after, those are really what we focus on um, because you don't really learn much from, from you know, completions or, or uh, you know, successful plays you, you focus on and you try to learn from what you did wrong and, and how to make plays work that didn't. You look at FAU and the one thing that resonates with them is, is something very similar to your all's defense, their team speed. They've always got athletes. They've always got quick guys that they can break on a ball pretty quickly. How, how does that sort of change, uh, you know, the mode of practice this week? Do you try and uh, go against, you know, your all's defense any differently or do you just try and keep things as normal as possible? No, um, I wouldn't say we, we try to mix things up very often because, um, you know, as you can see, it's worked so far what we've been doing. So, you know, um, we, we're just going to stick to what, we, what we've been doing. Um, you know, obviously the mentality changes when you play, uh, a, you know, a good defense like FAU. So, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, the more mentality changes than, than uh, you know, practice.
for you getting a chance to play more, getting more reps, all of this, it's only going to be beneficial. So when you find out yesterday you guys had another game, is that uh, another positive sign, especially look at November and now three home games there? Yeah, that's huge. Um, you know, in, in, in 2020, you, know, you never know how many games you're going to have. So um, so many times you've seen games X off the schedule. So it's, it's good to get um, a game back on the schedule, um, you know, it's still, you know, probably not the, the, the exact schedule we're, we were supposed to have, but um, a game's a game. So each time, you know, it, it's an opportunity to get better and, uh, you know, show the country like what we're made of. You look at, at Saturday's game down at La Tech, you're on the road, get a couple early injuries that, that take a couple of your starters out. Uh, and it didn't seem like you all missed a beat uh, at the wide receiver spot. How, how have you built that chemistry with all those guys, the, the Gamages, the Shadida Meds, Artie Henry? You know, it, it really seemed seamless. And, and to be honest, it seemed like uh, you couldn't really tell that, that guys were down. Yeah, that, that's huge. Um, you know, having, having the receiver room that, that deep, uh, that you can literally just just put any guy out there and they're gonna you know fit in just fine, um, you know just and and another huge thing is the confidence level um, on my aspect doesn't change at all whether it's Brock whether it's Shadid, uh, you know you know anybody countless names in there, uh, so you know the fact that you can throw anybody in there uh, whether you know somebody breaks a shoelace or or you know has to go in for a play or something, um, you know that that's that that's huge when uh, doesn't really matter who's out there and you can your offense can, can succeed uh, like it did on Saturday. You had the two touchdown passes late. How, if at all, different was the defense late after 25 Brendan Knox carries? How does that change things as the game goes along? Um, you know, so many times you hear the off the uh, running game opens up the pass game and the pass game opens up the, the running game. So, you know, when, when Knox carries it, you know, upwards of 30 times, you know, the pass game is going to open up sometime. So, um that, that's one thing that this offense, you know, has to it is, is you know, the run game. So um, not many times the run game is going to get stopped. And, and when the run game opens up, you know, later in the game or, or early in the game, the, the pass game is going to open up soon. Looking at your receivers, in particular, Corey Gamage had a, had a game in which, you know, he broke out a little bit. He talked to us. He, he said he came into camp a little bit overweight, really you know, busted his tail to get it back down and, and try to get extra reps in with, with any good. How, how have you seen uh, get progress over the last few weeks and, and uh, you know, and working with him, have you seen him grow over the last few? Yeah, uh, he's one guy that, that has grown, you know, the most in that room uh, over the past couple of weeks. Um, you know, I don't know how many people know this, but uh, last week after, you know, he dropped that ball um, at, at Western, you know, he was out there after practice catching 50 balls a day. Uh, he was out there running uh, because, like you said, um, he might have been a couple pounds overweight. Um, but, you know, he got that down in, in just, just a little bit of time. So, um, you know, that, that speaks volumes of, of, you know, how much that kid works and, and the dedication he puts, uh, you know, towards his craft. And, uh, because he knows and, and everybody in the offense knows he could be uh, and is one of the biggest weapons we have. Yeah, you mentioned biggest weapon and hit 6'4", 225 or, or whatever he is. You've got an Anquan Bolden-sized receiver out there. Is that uh, – especially with, with some of UA's defenders being, uh, you know, smaller and, and you get that one-on-one -on -one matchup, is that one that, that you really like? Yeah, there's not many corners that are going to be bigger than him. Um, so, <laughs> with the ball in his hands, you know he's going to get a couple couple yards um, or break a few tackles after contact. So. Uh, just getting the balls in, in his hands, uh, not even downfield, just any time, you know you're going to get yards after the catch.
Grant, I, I was over in uh, Grayson on Friday covering Chad Pennington's team, and I was talking to him about you guys and your team, and he was highly complimentary of you, and, and he just noticed the team aspect of this 2020 herd and how much different it is. Um, is that something that you notice, and also what's it like when a guy who's uh, had a career he's had talk highly of you? Um, well, it's 2020, and, and you know, being a team is, is one of the, the biggest things and with handling uh, what we have to go through. So, um, you know, Doc always talks about the leadership and the accountability that, that we have to have, especially this year, more than anything. So, um, I think the added, the added uh, you know, COVID uh, really brought this team together and, and, and has made the leaders on this team step up and, um, you know, really allow everybody else to rally around them, which as you see on the field, um, you know, makes for a really good unit. And as for him talking about you like that, does that, does that but he, obviously you got to take it with a grain of salt, but I mean, he knows a lot about football, obviously. Yeah, he does. Um, you know, that guy could walk anywhere around here. So, um, you know, hearing, hearing something like that from, from, you know, a Marshall great, um, it, you know, is big because, you know, he's been, you know, in the same seats we have and he's, he's, he's seen a lot of Marshall teams. So, um, you know, getting that recognition from him, you know, means a lot. There you have it, Grant Wells, earlier this afternoon. When we come back, we're going to wrap the show up with Eli Neal, your Conference USA Defensive Player of the Week, when we continue on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Tuesday, October 20th edition. Uh, We've got limited time here, and I really want to get to this Eli Neal interview, your Conference USA Defensive Player of the Week. I don't think we can get to all of it, but we're going to try. And uh, we start out with uh, Eli just talking a little bit about the game coming up and, of course, um, being the Defensive Player of the Week. What's it like getting ready for a team like FAU when – you have more games than they have. You, there's more film on you than them. Hey, what's preparation like? It's almost like you're getting ready for the first opponent of the season again. Uh, yeah, exactly what you just said. Um, they have a lot of film on us, and we have very little on them. Um, going into this, uh, I guess we're definitely going to go off a lot of last year. Um, in the one game that we do have, we've already started uh, installing and um, going over some of the plays they um, done. Uh, this week, like all, all weeks, it's just us focusing on ourselves, trying to perfect all of our imperfections that we had last week and um, just getting better as a team. Eli, talk to us specifically about the defense and how, how you guys have started. I, I asked Doc yesterday if, if you could foresee this in camp, but um, did you guys think you could be as good as you are already this year? Um, it's kind of kind of a trick question because you don't want to say yes, you don't want to say no. Um <laughs> I would, I would say this is definitely the goal, definitely the goal this year. Um, one thing about our team is that we got a lot of guys that want to play, a whole lot of guys want to play. So I don't think any of us could have could have really saw this happening, but it wasn't like out of our mind, but we didn't think like, yeah, we're going to be. But, you know, a lot of preparation went into it, and we definitely put in the work for it. It didn't just happen by accident. You look at the linebackers specifically. You know, coming into this season, you know, other than Devontae, we we didn't know about yourself. We didn't know about Bo Plan. We didn't know about some of the guys that were coming out on the field. And so you all were thought of as a question mark. Was that was that sort of a chip on your all shoulder coming into camp whenever you all saw those things? Oh, most definitely. It, it definitely wasn't a secret. We all knew that um, we were one of the biggest question marks coming back um, on the defense, you know. And not to say that we felt disrespected, but it definitely put a little more fuel on the fire. It just helped us go through camp a little bit uh, more tough, knowing um, that we were that question mark. Um, we came our first game, 
I just tried to, you know, put all of those questions to rest and um, we just continue to do so by preparation every week this year. How did that help you all gel together? You know, I, I know that Tavante is a fiery guy. He's a competitive guy. And and obviously he's going to, you know, he, he probably took that to heart. And uh, it seems like you and Bo Plan and he have just a, a great chemistry out there on the field. How did you all build that? Um, just everything that we do outside of football. Um, like we, we, we get together and our, our coach honestly has helped us a lot um, coming in. Jordan Hankins um, just helped us a lot, you know, just basically breaking down the linebacker position and just basically starting us all off on the on the same platform. You know, we all know that Beckett had a great year last year and um, what a terrific player he is, but he's all he's just was able to come in, have all of us on the same platform and build us up from the ground up. Um, we also all watch a lot of film together, you know, without coach, without without everybody here. Like we all show up, watch a lot of film together and see what we can do and correct um, each other on our mistakes. Eli, how do you handle the top 25 stuff? The coach, coach says he wants you to avoid the noise. So you just, uh, just kind of pack it in the back of your head somewhere and keep playing? Uh, you know, it's definitely, definitely a, a real big honor, you know, and it's just something that's, you know, like you see it and it's like, wow, but we know that we got to get back to work. Um, you know, we did have our little, our little previous little glimpse in um, the top 25 for however long that was. So um, I wouldn't want to say we've been there, but definitely had an attitude that we've been there. You know, we know that we have a lot more to lose than a lot of teams and that we're on the chopping block. Staying along those lines, how do you go about, I guess, either paying attention or not paying attention to, you know, game cancellations or rescheduling? I know last yesterday you guys added a game. How much how much of that do you do you notice or follow? Um, like I said, we just all try to focus on like we like we try to focus on what we can control. Um, those things and game cancellations and things we can't control. What we can control is just making sure we stand um, on top of, making sure we have our mask on, making sure everybody holds each other accountable on and off the field. When you look at FAU, what stands out to you about their offense that y'all are going to have to hone in on this week? Fast, a lot of speed. Um, they like to spread everybody out and um, be able to run the ball. Uh, and their tempo is, is something that I know because um, I played last year. I didn't play a linebacker in that game last year. I did play a lot of special teams, but just being able to watch, I saw the speed and the tempo. After every play, they were lining up and snapping the ball with 33 seconds left on the play clock. So it was very quick. Just got to make sure that um, – and our speed reps, um, especially starting today, speed reps and, and things like that, we got to take it serious, be able to move, get the call communicated and line up. Along those lines, how do you think that Luke Day and your all's, it seems like your all's conditioning the third and fourth quarter is is really exceeding that which your opponents have had. How, how much does Luke Day's preparation for you all go in not only the tempo, but also being uh, fresh late in the game? Uh, everything. Everything. Uh, Luke Davis came in and just turned this, turned this back around. Uh, we were able to come in. He was able to come in and build off what we had last year. Um, and like, especially being mentally tough, um, that's something that he's just embedded in us, embedded in our brains and just let us know that it's not going to be easy. That's why we play this game. It's meant to be hard, but who's going to be harder and who's going to be able to punch the longest? You all sort of like that. I know that, you know, you talked about FAU speed. Do you all sort of like that, though? They like to run the ball. You all love to stop the stop the run. You all pride yourself on speed. They pride themselves on speed. Does that add a little bit of, of grit to this game? Oh, definitely adds a little bit of grit. Um, also, one other thing that adds a little bit of grit is that um, 
last year this is a team that we beat, but this is a team that won the conference. So um, it's definitely that chip on the shoulder too. Um, we don't really just you know, pair up. They have speed or we have speed. We just gonna control what we can control. Um, come out and we're gonna play and we know it's gonna be a slugfest. We timed that out just right because it's time to go. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow to do it all over again right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Coming up tonight, for those of you listening on the radio, we've got Tampa Bay and the Dodgers. Game one, the World Series, 809 first pitch. Listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Thanks for tuning in. I do appreciate it. As I mentioned, I'll be back tomorrow. We'll do it all over again here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Good night, everyone. Flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.